actually don't have an opening for this one. I didn't even think about it. It's a preview, so... It's the Boiler um, Rojas Podcast, episode 73. He's Nick Boyle. I'm Nick Rojas. Boyle. <laughs> I, we already know what we're doing today. It's a fall preview. People have already read the title. It's the fall preview. I kind of hope you use that I intro am, because I, I was so unexpected. So good. Um, And life takes you unexpected places and love takes you home. Coming this fall, Nick Boyle is in. <laughs> no, I just read that off of a thing in oh, our house. Really? It's amazing. <laughs> what, a paper towel roll? Create. Do you remember that in Blades of Glory yeah. when they're sitting there and they're like, Chase, let's capture Dude, the I dream. Really oh beautiful. my god, I love Where'd that. The... Where'd you get that? No idea. No idea. Right behind them. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to the show. This is our fall yes. preview. And we always look forward to our preview shows and our, and our after shows, we yeah, should say. Which I've been separated by one season. week. Yeah, which we're pretty good at doing that. Um, but today we've got for you 10 of our top movies we're looking forward to. We have five honorable mentions each, as well as we have movies that, you know, I put as I'm not looking forward to seeing, but I'm probably going to end up seeing it. And then, Nick, you had a better way of describing Said, it. But... Miss me with these. And these are movies that you can miss me with that. No ah. thanks. Ah. Yuck. Yuckies. <laughs> yuckies so anyways let's hop right into it and let's just get the bad out of the way to lead to the good let's talk about what we're not looking forward to seeing all right this upcoming fall all right quickly i'll go uh the predator which came out last week nope i'm not seeing it night school yeah kevin hart tiffany haddish meh. uh a star is born bradley cooper and lady gaga oh Miss me with that. I think you're going to enjoy that. I think that one's going to shock you. This is the fourth version of this movie. Miss me with that. (laughs) Venom, the director has made Zombieland, but also 30 (gasps) minutes or less in a ton of Comedy Central shows. This movie has a million writers. It's PG-13. Nah. Miss me with that. Yeah, to be honest, there's a good chance that that's not going to be good, but I'm still excited for it. But I knew you were going to throw that up there. And Suspira, which we've been – I think this is the movie that made a bunch of people vomit when they saw it at a film festival earlier this year. They said it like puts it makes Black Swan seem like like nothing. Um, yeah. So I thought I'm surprised. I thought you were gonna be into that nah, movie. Nah, just it, that seems like that would stress me out. So I don't really need uh, it. Well, but like, you're gonna see it. I'm gonna make you see it with me. Right. Like all right, sure. But I'll see it. But put that one into. I'll probably see it. But like not excited. And last one, Robin Hood, uh, Taron Egerton, uh, Jamie Fox. That that movie looks like trash. Boy, what about you? Well, let me just ask you though. Do you, like personally, I think that that movie could be very entertaining because no. it's a different. Mm. But at the same point, will third time be a charm for that story? Oh <laughs> like God. at what Fifth, point? Sixth, seventh time? Some... I don't know. I truthfully don't know how many times they've remade that movie. Remember they made a Robin um, Hood with Russell Crowe a few years ago. Yes, and that one was apparently awful. Shocking. So I don't know. I didn't see it. Um, but my my bottom five. Um, I would have to say it's going to be very weird. Um, I actually didn't even think about Predator being on because it already released before this, so I didn't count that, but I would probably say that was down there. But I did say Mary Poppins Returns. Um, I'm going to see it because it's a Disney movie. I'm a Disney fan, but, like, why does she need to return? She was great once. We don't need it again. Um, You're going to get mad at me for this, and so is your dad, and so is probably the whole Rojas family. But it's only because I didn't see the first one, but Creed 2. And the only reason, like I I know, but like I said, it's only because I didn't see the first one yet, so I couldn't put it in my top because I feel 
to do it justice, I need to see Rocky Balboa, and then I need to, because I still never saw that, then I need to see Creed 1, and then I can see Creed 2, and then I'll be caught up, but I just couldn't put it up there. Um, Goosebumps 2, I just... Is that what it is? I don't know if, is that Goosebumps 2, or was that the yeah. house without, cl- with clocks in the wall? No, that's totally different, there's literally a Goosebumps 2 Okay, alright, I was confused, because Jack Black <laughs> is in both of them, right? Yeah, yeah, which is weird too. Not smart, um, not smart at all. And then the yeah, but he gears towards the kids. The kids love the him kids. It's like it, it's basically if like you got me to become an actor, like I got that goofy kid side, but at the same point, like I'm just whatever. Why kind are we getting a badass into it? at the same time? <laughs> yeah, um, I actually put on there the favorite. I don't know if you looked into this. It's about like um. Oh like, yes, yes. The queens and stuff. Like I kind of figured we're probably gonna have to see it because it's definitely probably gonna be up for a nomination of some I sort in about, the Oscars. Yeah. But it just doesn't look good. I've seen two trailers for it and I'm like to me it reminds me of last year's thread movie, Phantom Thread. Like, oh I'm not looking forward to see it, but I bet it gets nominated, so I'm probably gonna Remember have to when see we it. saw the trailer for this movie, like before a movie we saw earlier this year, we were like, Oh boy. Yeah, it bummed me right out. So uh, and then I'm also not looking forward to the girl in the spider's web. I just yeah, – those yeah. movies, I just don't get it. So um, anyways, those are the ones we suggest. Hey, I don't know if you want to check it out. We will check them out. We will end up rating them for you, but most likely, maybe. I'll be interested to see which ones we don't because I bet I don't see Goosebumps too. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny. Like we'll definitely have to revisit this list, at least personally. Maybe we'll share it on the podcast what movies – we said we were excited to see which ones we weren't excited to see and then see like which ones were we right about, which ones we weren't. But yeah. you ready to do this? I have 10 Let's movies I'd like to see this fall, and I'm doing them in chronological order uh, from now until when they're released, except for like the top two. Like I flipped by accident, but whatever. Oh, boy. You did it that way? Yeah. I thought you did it in the way that like the most you were looking forward to seeing. Uh-huh. Well, see, I'm excited to see every movie equally, Boyle. I'm an equal opportunity excited. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, how many do you have? Um, so I got ten, and then I got five bonus ones. Like I said, mine aren't kind of in order, but I was going to put them in order from what I don't really care about to what I really care about. Um, so whichever order you want to start in, man, I'm going to follow right. your lead. Okay. All right. So I, I'll go first so that you can go last um, with your number one. Mm-hmm. All right. Number ten for me, I'm putting uh, Creed two. It's uh, coming soon. I guess I should have pulled up when these release dates are. Uh, but it's starring Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson. Creed 1 was a, an enjoyable sports movie. Uh, came out, I think, like 2015, I want to say, or something like that. Because I'm pretty sure I saw it with my dad, and he was still uh, in Rhode Island in 2015. Um, you know, really good movie. If you're a fan of the Rocky movies, this is a movie for you. Um, definitely very much a well-made movie the first time around this time around though it's directed by stephen cable jr who i don't really know uh this movie's gonna be released allegedly november 21st so hey i didn't put this in chronological order um my bet all right bro (laughs) what's your number 10 my number 10 is actually uh just a obviously you know me then you know that it has to go on the list uh but fantastic beasts the crimes of griswold uh to me i'm no grindelwald grindelwald yeah, griswold sure. is clark griswold from <laughs> <Vacation>. <laughs> i 
<laughs> long day at work, yeah, man. Funny movie. Long day at oh, work. No, I feel you. <laughs> Anyways, um, very looking forward to seeing the new installment of this, uh, especially because this one looks more of gearing away, which I kind of enjoy. It's gearing away towards from the. It is part of the beast, and I think they have to keep it in that. But like, let's get into him now, and like, let's get into Johnny Depp's character, and I find that that's gonna be kind of fun, um, as well as. Uh, they are going to be starting to film that new book that they came out with a few, uh, JK came out with a few years ago, which was The Cursed Child. So, you know, Daniel Radcliffe and them will probably be coming back, at least for those movies. But who knows? We'll wait and see. Um, so I just, another installment of a Harry Potter series gets me excited. So that's my number 10, Fantastic Beasts. Stay tuned to see if it makes my list later in the list. Um, I will say this, going back to my number 10 briefly, the scene where in the trailer where they reveal that it's Ivan Drago's son that he's fighting, That's uh, that was an all-time trailer movie moment. Uh, next movie for me, Life Itself. Olivia yeah. Wilde and Oscar Isaac star in this movie. Yep. Uh, it's number nine for me. It is being released on – it's saying September 21st, 2018, which would make it this week. It is. Uh, plot of this movie it comes out is tomorrow, actually, I think. Oh, yeah. In theater, is Thursday, it says, oh, okay. here, um, which is exciting. Maybe even nearby you. Um, as a <laughs> – all right. I was excited about this movie. I have it on my list. Metascore from Metacritic.com has a score of 28 out of 100 for this movie. <laughs> as a young New York couple goes from college romance to marriage and the birth of their first child, the unexpected twists of their journeys create reverberations that echo over continents and through lifetimes. Now – as I'm reading that description, which I did not read the other day, I am realizing why more and more I originally had this movie on my miss me with that list. But at the last minute, I rewatched the trailer. I was like, you know what? I'm all in. And now I'm like, eh, but it's, you know what nice. it is, Nick. I got to give you credit on that. Um, I don't, I actually don't think you watched this, which you would love. Excuse me. So this is us. Do you watch that Nick? All right. First no. of all, you would love it. Total family, man. You'll, it's going to crank the tears, but you're going to truthfully, it's going to pull those heartstrings. Ooh, and yeah, and you're going to love it. Every minute of that cranking. And I need you to understand something. Is, <laughs> is yeah. that that movie is just like the show, uh, just with like similarities in it. And I, I think I understand with where is it going just from being, just from seeing that show. It's going to be a heart, you know, very like, like I said, pull at the strings of the heart make you cry but at the same point i think it's gonna have a nice story behind it so let's just we'll wait and see i think it's a good number nine but then again it ain't on my list so i'm glad at least you mentioned it it's a good thing it's yeah it's a good thing my list is chronological order because this movie currently has a 16 percent on round tomatoes yeah it's not doing well not doing well at all all right well <laughs> next up for you bud so my number, number nine. my number nine is um the old man and the gun um, oh, this, yeah, it's my this, number eight. Let's talk about it. Oh, so yeah, let's. So it's funny because I only just stumbled upon this as we were doing it's being released. You know, September twenty eighth. Yeah, we were just talking about before we came on the show, folks. That um, just how some of these movies we didn't talk about. We never, which is kind of fun. It's always surprises to each other. You know, when we go to do these, but we were just mentioning the fact that it's very interesting. How some of these movies come out of nowhere, you don't see it coming, um, and to me, this was really one of these movies. Um, it's starring Forrest Tucker as Robert Redford, uh, and no, Casey... no, Robert Redford. I'm sorry, as Robert Forrest Tucker. <laughs> Said that wrong. Thank you. And Casey Affleck is also in it uh, as John Hunt, and I love Casey Affleck. You got Danny Glover in there too, which is fun. 
um, and some other good cast members right now. Sissy Spacek. You know, it's based on a true story of uh, Forrest Tucker and his escape from San Quentin, uh, I think I said, at the age of San 70. Quentin. Yep. Uh, to become to to do an unprecedented string of heists, um, and he ends up fa- you know finding this woman, and they have a little conversation about all the stuff he does, and it just looks like a great um, good old bandit sort of like on the loose, and like it just looks fun. Honestly, it looks like a good movie to me. Yeah. Now, uh, sad or fun fact, depending on how you're looking at this movie, but Robert Redford has announced he's retiring from acting, and that this is his. Last movie, and for the oh. listeners who don't know, Robert Redford is considered one of the great American actors of all time. Of all time, yeah. Um, you know, my my filmography with Robert Redford is very limited. Um, one of my favorite movies of all time, though, that I've ever seen is um, Jeremiah Johnson, which Robert Redford starred in. And it's the uh, for those of you who don't know that movie, you definitely have seen the gift before. It's the guy with the beard in the woods who's looking at the camera as the camera slowly zooms in, and he goes. Yeah, the head. He does the nod. That's Jeremiah Johnson. Uh, yeah, Boyle, you captured uh, basically what the plot of this movie is and, and why it's exciting. Uh, it looks like a good old fashioned heist movie. I'm very excited about this movie. Um, I love movies that take place in the 70s, which this one takes place in. Uh, so yeah, that's why it was my number eight. So Boyle, what's your number eight? Uh, I'm gonna tell you also that if you don't know, he was also in Charlotte's Web. <laughs> I had to point that out. But my number that's, uh, eight. What they say about the pig again? Let's not talk in that about movie. It. I want to talk about it. That's some pig. That's some pig. Um, number eight for me, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, not much more to say there besides the fact I'm I'm excited because I've always loved their music. Um, and truthfully, I just I think it's gonna be just kind of a fun movie for us to sit back, enjoy some tunes, get a little bit. You know, it's not a true story, but it's you know based on a in some sense it's supposed to be chronicling all their years so um i just seen what queen you know it leads up to queen's legendary appearance at the live aid concert in 1985 uh but just the creation of them making that song and stuff i think it's just gonna be kind of fun it's not gonna be anything that's gonna blow you out of the park it's not gonna just be like wow that was musty it's just gonna be a fun movie and that's kind of some of these movies i picked are for oscar purposes for personal person for personal preferences um but then also just you know like i said there's some fun ones in that one to me made it up there so leading after that my number seven is um the other and oh don't go uh, i i'm going to oh so you're just going to do it that way okay perfect yeah we're going to go back and forth i tag teamed you your number nine was my number eight okay uh now moving to seven yes bad times at the el royale me too is your number seven Oh, fantastic. Perfect. All right. So great cast. Yeah. This movie has all the good genes of what makes a good movie yep. because the person who directed this movie um, is, uh, let's see. Well, first off, Chris Hemsworth, J- John Hamm in this movie. Drew Goddard is the writer and director of this movie. He directed The Martian and he produced The Martian. Um, did he direct The Martian? No, he didn't direct The Martian. He directed The Cabin in the Woods, which is an awesome movie, and he produced The Martian. And uh, this guy has an eye. He, he did, a, did a bunch for the show Lost. Um, the Netflix is, uh, excuse me, Daredevil. He's an exec producer on The Good Place. This guy like makes like really good stuff. He's uh, this is a guy who's intriguing to me because he's made some good stuff, but not too much stuff, which is uh, interesting. He wrote the first Cloverfield. Wow. Um, 
which as much as that movie made me carsick, was a good movie. And he also uh, wrote a bunch of uh, five episodes in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's fun. So shout out to Maddie. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Let but let's talk about this movie itself. Like this, I mean, I feel like with some of these movies, I'm, I keep talking about the people behind the scenes, but it's people behind the scenes that make me decide whether or not this movie's gonna be yeah. good or not. But let's talk about the people in front of the camera, Boyle. This movie has a great cast. Dude, who's who's not in this movie? You got Crims, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, George Clooney is not. In you this got movie. John. <laughs> You're in Brad Pitt. Uh, John Hamm, Dakota Johnson, Jeff Bridges, Nick Offerman, uh, Manny Jacinto, uh, Catherine Isabel. <laughs> Now you're just naming the people on the No, on the and those are those are actually big people if you know some of the shows that they're on. Um they're just it's just a solid stellar cast and it's just about seven strangers meet up at this, you know, Lake Tahoe's El Royale, which is a rundown hotel. Um it splits between two states and everyone will have a last shot at redemption before everything goes to wire basically is the synopsis. And I'm going to tell you though, Nick before we walk into that movie, I'm going to tell you exactly, not now, I don't want to spoil it, I want to tell you before we go into the movie, maybe we'll record it or something, I think I know everything that's going to happen in this movie though. Even though I'm very excited for it, I think I already know and understand everything about it. It says there's a big twist, so I, but I just have a feeling from the extended trailer I've seen, I think I figured it all out. Interesting. All right, so this was a trailer that I stopped the trailer a minute in and said the teaser trailer, and I said, nope, I'm not going to watch another trailer about yeah, this movie. smart. Nothing. I want to go in, like, just surprised by everything. I'm already mad that I kind of already blew, like, the cover of, like, a certain thing. But this movie, I love movies mm-hmm. like this. I love movies like this where it's like, oh, all these people come together. Now, that being said, I never saw Hateful Eight, which is, I think, one of these kind of movies. Regardless, though, this movie looks exciting because of uh, – have you ever, remember the movie Identity? Were you with us on the four, on the 3rd of July at Rick's mom's house this year? You were upstairs, upstairs sleeping, sleeping already, right. yeah. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, but we were watching Identity, which was a movie about – it was like seven or eight strangers all meet up at a motel in the middle of nowhere during a rainstorm. And they find out that someone is murdering them one by one, and they're trying to figure out who. And there's a big twist at the end. And uh, which is exciting, and uh, I love movies like this, and I wonder if it'll take a similar direction at this. But uh, very excited about this movie, Bad Times at the El Royale. It's released on October twelfth, uh, so a little bit less than a month away, and I, I can't wait. This is uh, this. If I were to put them in order of movies I was most excited about this fall, this would probably be in like my top three. Nice. All right, so we're doing number six now. Uh, for me, it's First Man. The movie about Neil Armstrong landing on the moon and the uh, the entire lead up to that movie and move to that moon landing, <laughs> um, and this is directed by Damien Chazelle and stars Ryan Gosling, who were the dynamic duo behind 2016's La La Land, which we loved. absolutely loved. Um, First Man is going to be PG-13, and it's two hours and 21 minutes long, and I'm here for it. I'm I in can't it. Wait, I love historical nonfiction. Dude, I I'm going to tell you something. That movie looks so good that I saw it and I was like, yep, I'll see it, 100%. That's winning something. Like, he is an awesome actor, truthfully, and I'm just, I love when he gets these big roles of big, important people. I think he looks the role. I just think he's going to nail it. He un- Like, that. he's that type of character. He's totally like, you know, I, I'm just very excited for the lead-up of it. And uh, see how he portrays the character overall and the whole experience. Um, it looks even cinematic, cinematographic, 
I can't say the word. Cinematically impressive. It really looks very yeah. cinematic. Um, that's aesthetically, yeah, aesthetically pleasing. pleasing. There you go. So, my... I will say this: I just watched The Notebook for the first time ever. What? Uh, this past weekend with Becca, shot to back, and I've never seen it before. Wow. Just anyway, it, it was good. Ryan Todd. No, I didn't, but I can understand why people cry a lot at that movie. It's it's it was very powerful. I, yeah, I love uh, it. I give it eight out of ten. Nice. Curdles. Good rating. Very good movie. Uh, I will say this: Ryan Gosling sometimes is like, well, early on in his career, like he was like a little bit stiff in his acting department there. But I will say this: I think Ryan Gosling is it does a really good job at playing like the serious, quiet guy. Yeah. In movies, he did that in Drive, in Place Beyond the Pines, all that. But he's and geez, last year's twenty Blade Runner twenty forty nine. But I think he's so much better as a charismatic guy. Yeah. He is great in The Nice Guys. He's great in, in uh, Crazy yep. Stupid Love. Like, um, I know. The Big Short. But isn't that awesome um, to see how he does those characters and those roles and how different people he – La La Land. How different of a person right, yeah, he can yeah, be. La La Land he was funny. You know, that. that just shows his I, I so much – I would so much rather have him be in a movie though where he's doing all that stuff and i bet you he thinks it's easy because that's maybe that's closer to his personality but, or it's easier for him it's more of a challenge for him as an actor to be yeah serious. and when but it's just so much more fun when he's just like I, yeah you know what i mean like and i think when he, i've seen when so many he, of his movies when he too, is that one sort of like mellow type of character very um yeah it's probably the best way of putting it he's very in tune with the character though like he still plays it very well, and uh, it's just funny to see. Like you said, it's funny to see both of those sides of him, and I can't say that I like one more than the other. I do enjoy, obviously, when he's fun and charismatic, but like the ones that like he really hits home, the more emotional str- ones are the ones where he is that serious sort of person. And I find, you know, besides La La Land, you know, besides that, like I just found it very. I think it's going to be a good movie, is my point. Um, my number six, though, First leading thing. right in, um, is impressive because it's that's not the name of the movie. It's called Holmes and Watson. And I have to say, Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, back at it since Step Brothers, um, except in a whole new twist where they are Holmes and Watson. And I'm just, they could not have picked more of a dynamic duo to make a fun real like fun funny enjoyable movie i the best thing about this movie though folks is that there's not one trailer out there's only two still photos of the movie and it comes out in two months like that's already telling me it's in it's gonna be good because they don't want to spoil anything you already know as those two people going into the movie you know what you're in for you know how awesome it's gonna be i don't think they have to advertise i hope they don't i hope there's barely a teaser and I think that what's going to end up happening is that, like, you know, one of these things on TV or something like that. I want to say award show, but it's not going to happen at the Emmys. But, like, I think they're going to come out in their appearance to advertise for the movie because that's the only – like, they haven't done anything. No one's heard about it. I bet only some people have heard about it, but no one's actually looked into it. So I just think it's going to be a good surprise you know, comedy that we haven't seen in a while. The only other comedy coming out, by the way – um, this, you know, fall, I mean, there's a few things that'll be funny, like the Grinch or some of these, you know, Johnny English strikes again. I find those so stupid humors funny, but like the only other one that's truthfully a comedy is actually one coming out 
in like a week or two. It's called the Oath, and yes. it's and if you looked it up, it's all um. Ike, Ike Baronholm. Ike, yes, and Ike is like basically the president makes everyone sign this oath of loyalty or something like that, and he's a super like he tries not to be political, and then he goes off on a rampage, and it, it's supposed to be funny, but like, yeah, I think it'll be nice and a good thing. Oh, and then Night School, you know, with Kevin, but that comes out next week, so that'll be gone in just two weeks, three weeks. My favorite anyways. running subplot of this podcast is uh, Boyle referring to actors as uh, their first names. I love yeah. like their best friends. <laughs> I love it every single time. Like Bo last week or two weeks, oh, whenever yeah. that was, two weeks ago. Yeah, like, uh, oh, yeah Bo, he's good at comedy. You know, Bo did a great you know, job. Kevin's got a movie coming out next week. Yeah, that's a good point. So, anyways, Holmes and Watson, check it out. I think it's going to be a good, you know, with all these other action, hard, you know, crazy good drama movies coming out, a fun comedy in there is going to last a little while, which will be nice. How about a little background about your uh, number six pick here? In July 2008, it was reported that Sasha Baron Cohen would play Holmes and Will Ferrell would play Dr. Watson in a comedic take on Sherlock Holmes produced by Judd Apatow with a script written by Eaton Cohen for Columbia Pictures. But that one, that scrapped. That was 10 years ago. That was crazy. But you know what I love? I was last night doing research for this list. You know, you just come across like a link to another thing, then a link to another thing, and then you're all of a sudden reading like something on a message board from like 2003. And it's like, it was like movies that are like, you know, that got scrapped or whatever. And it's like, yeah, they started like plotting to make this movie in 1983. And like, here it is in like 2011, like a different version of it is released. You're like, man, like they've, they try to make movies for so many years and like only like a tiny percentage make it make to the it big through. screen. Or even it's make so it impressive. to the indie films, the IFC, you know, film fests and stuff like that. Like, like oh, Bo's movie. Like Sundance. Like Bo, Bo. was, Bo was, you know, <laughs> eighth grade Bo Burnham as the director. He like never thought that it would make it to that platform. And it's, you know, it's striving like crazy right now like you know it's just it's awesome to see little films like that when they come through and make it you know so anyways um, you're number five man my, my number five halloween um this oh. is being called a direct sequel to the original halloween and uh basically everything after that one they're saying like forget it happened so that means halloween 2 and like the rob zombie ones and halloween resurrection i've never seen I never saw Halloween 2. I saw Halloween 3, though, for a podcast, how this get made. Um, this is starring Jamie Lee Curtis, and it's starring her arch nemesis, Mike Ma- Michael Myers, The uh, on the night that he returned. Um, that's like the tagline of the original Halloween movie. Um, I'm not giving a lot of specifics about this movie because it's, it's a horror movie. It's Halloween. The uh, classic, one of the, I think it was like the first real, like, unless you want to count Psycho, but one of the f- like first real slasher movies, and it was released in the late 70s and set up this whole decade and a half of like these slasher films. Um, and uh, just creepy. I love the music. I love the theme of Halloween. Jamie Lee Curtis coming back yeah. in this one. I believe it's John Carpenter is involved with this one. I, I might be wrong. He was the person who was involved. And John Carpenter actually does like a lot of music too. Um, not David Gordon Green is directing this one. Danny McBride helps write the screenplay with this one. So that's interesting. Dude, it's, well, here's uh, the thing. I mean, you got to think like, you know, Adam Sandler got his crew of people. You got um, Melissa McCarthy now has her crew of people when she makes movies. And, you know, for the longest time, and I don't think people have realized, but Jonah Hill, Seth Rogen, you know, they're all in their own thing too. And you got to remember that when one person makes a movie, they're going to ask for some help. And Danny McBride's in that group with, you know, him and, 
you know, um, James Franco and all them, like, they're in that huge group of them, and I find that awesome when it comes to these movies, because sometimes I bet even in their, you know, comic humor, they sometimes lose track, like, what could I use here? Oh, I bet Danny would have some good input on this type of a movie, so, yeah, anyways. I don't know what the link is between Danny McBride, and by the way, thank you for calling Danny there, um, (laughs) it's so funny, (laughs) every single time, um, but um, yeah, I don't know what Danny McBride's connection is to any of the people involved with this movie whatsoever. I would love to hear an explanation. But um, John Carpenter made the original Halloween. Uh, he's got some involvement with this one. Obviously, he created the character, so he gets a movie credit for that. But John Carpenter really impresses me because he was a director who not only directed these movies, but also composed the score for these movies too, which is just so impressive uh, to be able to pull off both of those things. So I'm very excited. I love John Carpenter as a thing. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Halloween, that's my number five. Boy, what's your number five? Um, well, sorry, I just, you know, when you got saying that, I was like, all right, how could I connect it? Like, how could I connect Danny McBride um, into this? And I just wasn't sure if he was close with the other writer, David Gordon Green. Um, but I can't really go back and find – I mean, the only thing I can look back at is, like, you know, some small things that they did that might have had some – crossover at one point but yeah maybe he really wasn't as involved in this one as i would have thought like maybe that guy just has no connection there so might have been just speaking out of nothing uh but going into uh, my number five is mid 90s uh mid 90s is a upcoming jonah hill and i think that's kind of why i was looking at that while talking about Danny mcbride i think i got lost in it um but it follows Stevie, who's a 13-year-old in the 90s era, L.A., who spends his summer navigating between his troubled home life and a group of new friends that he meets at a skate shop. And like I said, Jonah Hill directed this. He wrote it. Uh, it's a, you know, there's this new boy. I've never heard of him before, but Sonny Suljic. And, but, you know, you got Return of Lucas Hedges is coming in, you know, to this movie. And as we... Come yeah, I mean, as we said, Lucas Hedges is one of those guys. He only comes around recently for like big Oscar fi- type films, and I, and Bangers. I just, yeah, Bangers. and I just find that the concept of this movie, you know, it just is cool. It's different and it's slick, and I think it's gonna be fun. So mid '90s coming in at number five for me. I wish I had this on my list. I totally forgot right? to have it on there because I'm very much excited. So thank you, Boyle, for mentioning it. Um, quickly, um, Lucas Hedges, Hedges' last three years going back. Oh, let's go back his last four years. Um, he was in, oh my God. He's been in Dan, he was in Dan in real life, which I auditioned for and made the callback. So we were almost in the same movie. Shout out to, shout out to Lucas Hedges. But he was in, um, the Grand Budapest Hotel, Moonrise Kingdom, Manchester by the Sea, Lady Bird, Three Bull Boars Outside Ebbing, Missouri, this year he's in Boyer Race, which is coming out, and Ben is back. Ben is back could be up so. there. I looked into that movie. I just couldn't understand the synopsis, but I have a feeling that might be up there for a big one too. But I just couldn't understand what it was saying. But let me ask you. Hold on a yeah, sec. I don't know either. Uh, so, something about that movie. Look, just looking at the thumbnail of it, this strikes me as the uh, Will Smith movie that came out two years ago that was absolutely yeah. trash. I have a feeling. All right. So, thank you, Boyle. That was your number five. Number four for me, Serenity. I don't know if you have this on your list. Dude, I meant to write uh, that one down. Yep. Rated R. Drama. Coming out 
October 19th, mm-hmm. allegedly. I, don't, I guess I didn't do this by – I thought I was doing this chronological order. Whatever. Anyway, um, the plot of this movie is the mysterious past of a fishing boat captain comes back to haunt him when his ex-wife tracks him down with a desperate plea for help ensnaring his life in a new reality that may not be all that it seems. This was directed by Stephen Wright, written by Stephen Wright, and stars Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, and Diane Lane. And I love Matthew McConaughey lately. I think he's been making some really intriguing movies. Even if they're not great, they're always like somewhat interesting. They're not like the rom-coms he was making in the 2000s. And uh, Dude, I love Matthew McConaughey. He's killing it. Yeah, he. I mean, well, Gold was not good. Let's just be real. Gold was not good. I liked Gold. You didn't like I didn't it, but like I it. honestly enjoyed it. He was it. great in Sing, though, as the koala bear. Oh, I didn't even. I honestly didn't even know he was in that. Buster Moon. That's funny. Now that you say it, I'm I'm thinking about his. No, I've seen Sing, and I'm thinking about the voice, and I'm like, oh my god, you're totally right. I completely forgot he was, he great was in that movie. And everyone loves everyone um, loves uh, Matthew McConaughey ever since. Um, he had that serious run at the end of 2013, early 2014, between Dallas Buyers Club, The Wolf of Wall Street, and True Detective, where he just crushed it. So, um, you know, it's funny. Since then, he did Interstellar, uh, Free State of Jones, which came and went. Uh, he did Kubo and the Two Strings. He was in Sing. He was in um, Gold, which wasn't that good. He was in The Dark Tower, which was a huge flop. And now he's in White Boy Rick serenity and beach bum which is coming out next year so it's funny that we have this in our mind that like oh man matthew mcconaughey he's killing it and then you like look back at the movies he's done since interstellar and it's just been it's been a lot more misses than hits unfortunately but uh we're excited to have him in two movies this fall but i'm excited but yeah again i keep going off on these tangents we keep listing these movies and there's not much to talk about because we haven't seen it yet but to give people the plot. But uh, I'll just quickly say, like, oh, this looks very interesting. Like, I, I saw, like, a little bit of a trailer of this. I like the description of this movie. Like, ooh, it's interesting. Like, he's kind of like... The trailer was wicked complex, and I love it. Yeah. and he... You know, watching it almost made me feel like revisiting, like, a Shutter Island or, like, an Inception. Like, it's going to it's gonna be a thinker, and those are the types that we always say, like... Yeah. I love thrillers, really too. This looks like hooked. a thriller. Yeah, I guess that's a good way of putting it. Is it's totally a thriller. Jason Clark is in it, um, and it features water. So shout out to Chappaquiddick. Mm-hmm. Boyle, what's your number four? <laughs> that was awesome. I'm sorry, I had to give that one to you. My number four is one I just saw last night for the first time and was wowed. It's called Under the Silver Lake, mm. and it's starring Topher Grace. But he's only an assist. He's not even the main character. The main character is Andrew Garfield, and you know it's written by David Robert Mitchell, who's also wrote uh, It Follows and directed It Follows, and that's literally the only thing besides editing the Oscars in 2010 that I think people would actually know him for. But this trailer is crazy. You gotta watch it. It's all about this guy Sam. No, I don't want to watch the trailers. That's my thing this year. I, I think know. I'm, I know. I'm not going to try viewers. not to watch the trailers. I'm telling viewers, but it's about this guy Sam. Okay, and he's a disenchanted 33 year old who discovers a mysterious woman, uh, which is who his name is Sarah, but it's played by Riley Koo. I don't know if I Keo, uh, but then. Basically, they're swimming in the pool. They're having a good time. Boom. The next day, she's gone. She vanishes. He can't find her. So now he's on this whole mission to find her and the secret behind her disappearance. And it leads to mystery, scandal, and the 
conspiracy in the city of angels and it's all about in la when he starts going into it he starts figuring out more and more and it, it looked nuts and nick you're gonna love this a24 is the production company so you just know it's gonna be another just like i mean it's so interesting because right now it's only got a 6.8 out of 10 uh I, you know on imdb but it's only out of 1600 views so almost having a seven out of only 1600 views isn't bad there's only a small meta score of 59 right now um but i don't think like i said yesterday when i looked was the first time i've seen this and i think this one's going to come by surprise it's a two hour 20 minute movie but when you see how much happens in the trailer you'll understand wow okay 100 percent it's going to be that long but i'm going to be hooked the whole time movie poster looks amazing yes. what are they hiding is the tagline on it i can't wait i'm very excited about this movie uh just didn't make my list okay my number three is bohemian rhapsody Boyle basically said it all however uh, i just will mention that it initially was conceived by um sasha baron cohen going back to him earlier he initially wanted to play freddie mercury and it was made total sense like he looks just yeah. like freddie mercury done the right makeup like but he was going to take it in a much different direction, and that was going to be focusing more on Freddie Mercury's personal life, you know, about how he was like a closeted gay man for a number of years. Um, and I think they didn't want to make that kind of movie. I think the members of Queen were like, look, we just want to make a movie about, like, the band and, like, that journey and not taking that direction. So Sasha Baron Cohen basically decided, you know what, uh, I'm not going to do this movie then. So. That's why it's in this direction now. But the trailer for Bohemian Rhapsody is snappy. I love it. I like Romney Malik. He makes some uh, interesting movies. He's been in some good things. Uh, I like him. I'm excited. Boy, what's your number three? You've already said it too. First Man. Um, you know, as you said before, I'm just really looking forward to this movie and excited to see what comes out of it. I think it's totally a possible nomination sort of movie, but also I just think for the enjoyment of the movie itself, I, I'm finding that... The ones I think might end up going up for nominations this year are going to be, from what we've seen so far, like, they could just be, like, good, enjoyable movies. They're not, so far, what I've seen, I haven't seen many besides that Victorian one I'm not really looking forward to, or whatever it was. Um, there aren't many that I see that are, like, Oscar-y, if that makes sense. And I almost wonder if that's the whole lead-in with this new um, you know, we've talked before about this new award that they're going to roll out next year now that they've pushed it, um, but an extra year, but I think like they're going to use this time to explain the difference maybe during that Oscar show between here are some movies now, here are some other movies. Maybe that's how they're going to explain like what would be up for that nomination and what wouldn't, who knows? Um, so that leads us to number two. You're up, pal. All right. My number two movie is Welcome to Marwin. And that's, yeah. And that's starring Steve Carell. Uh, this is a one where I actually did end up seeing the trailer. I saw the trailer back in July. Now it's weird to think about. Um, that feels so long ago. Uh, but starring Steve Carell, Ezra Gonzalez, I'll read you the IMDb plot. A victim of brutal attack of a brutal attack finds a unique and beautiful therapeutic outlet to help him through the, the, his recovery process. Now, this movie is based on a documentary, which is based on a true story. Um, you know about someone. You can look it up. Um, it's called I think it's some like Marwin Call or something, something, something like that. You know, you can look it up and do some of the research. But basically, uh, Steve Carell plays this guy who has this like huge setup of like 
this town called Marwin in like his backyard and like he just plays with these dolls to kind of get his mind off this PTSD that he's suffering and uh, just based off some of the trailer it looks like this is going to be a very quirky movie but a very like um, saccharine and sweet kind of movie that is going to just make you feel good about human beings and life um, so I'm not expect I don't think I'm expecting the world from this movie however that being said if Steve Carell doesn't win a best actor or not like um, award this year I'm going to riot and that's all I have to say about that yeah I mean truthfully I agree I think he's got two big opportunities coming up to possibly win one of them so um but leading into my number two like you like you discussed with um the movie earlier but suspiria i i'm really i know it's a two and a half hour movie but it's a fantasy horror mystery you know they're saying it's black swan was weird for me but like this looks more intense and like the preview you kind of just at the end of it just sit there for a minute and are like oh that's gonna be a lot like that's the one you leave the theater and we've had it happen before where your stomach is in knots and you just feel weird and like like how we felt with mother yeah like with mother that's a perfect example and like i feel like we're gonna watch that walk out and be like i don't even know how to review this right now like we might need to sit on it. Like, don't don't even <laughs> don't get me started. Even like, I gotta. Get me started. I am pouring a coffee. I am not even thinking about this. I know exactly what you mean. Like, just based off like just a poster of that movie and the IMDb page turns into this wacky thing. Like, yeah. the movie looks like it's gonna like cause and, me some problems. And just with some of the characters that are in it, and you can see the tensions already that are like creating in there. I just I don't know. It just seems intense. How do you feel about Dakota Johnson as an actress? I. I like her. I don't know if I like her as an actress. Yeah, Does that's that exactly sense? what I was like. I was like, I wonder if Boy will feel the same way. Like, talking like about I, her, I'm like, oh, good for her. Like, she's Don Johnson's daughter. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, Don Johnson, famous for being uh, Crockett, I think, on um, Miami Vice back in the 80s. Put it to so, you this yeah. way. The way I see Dakota Johnson is the way people see Daniel Radcliffe. He was Harry Potter. Your, your wizard, Harry. You're a wizard, Harry. But um, Harry Potter must not return to Hogwarts. But I feel like with Dakota, like, I see Dakota Johnson, and all I think about is, you know, where's Mr. Gray? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, the whole Fifty Shades of Gray sort of thing. I just, that's all I she can really that. see her for, because that's this character she's developed as an actress from. For better or for worse, yeah, you're absolutely right. I see her in something else. I'm like, oh god, like this must be trash. And I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't a Fifty Shades movie. Mm-hmm. By the way, no disrespect. I am drinking water right now out of the limited edition Last Jedi Star Wars humongous cup that you get at the movie that theater. That sound you hear is me rolling my eyes <laughs> just from how much that just made me so mad. So drum roll. <laughs> my number one movie. Widows. You're joking. I I went in chronological order, remember? Except for like the last two. I oh, that's put. right. Really? I almost yeah. put that up as not I, looking forward to it. I am excited for this movie, man. Wow. November 16th it is allegedly being in theaters. Set in contemporary Chicago amidst a time of turmoil, four women with nothing in common except a debt left behind by their dead husbands, criminal activities take fate into their own hands and conspire to forge a future on their own terms. This movie has Oscar bait written all over it. It's directed by Steve McQueen, who made uh, 12 Years a Slave, which I never saw. <laughs> but he uh, directed a bunch of other things that are pretty good. 
Um, he makes interesting stuff. Viola Davis, shout out to her. Shout out to Central Falls, where she's from. Michelle Rodriguez is in this. Elizabeth DeBecky. Um, Liam Neeson, John Bernthal, Manuel Garcia Rufo. I bet you they play the guys that get killed early on in the movie, <laughs> if I had to guess. Um, no, I'm excited about this movie. Um, I wouldn't have this as my number one if I was talking about, like, in order of, you know what I mean? But I try to put these in, like, a chronological order from that article we read. So I think this is probably getting, like, a wide release maybe in, like, December or something like that. I, I really don't know. Movies are so weird because, like, they'll be out in, like, New York City and L.A. in, like, November. And, like, we won't get to see them till like, Christmas. And it's so annoying. <laughs> but, hey, whatever. That's my number one. I don't have much to say about it other than I think it's going to be a good movie. I'm excited I, to see That it. was one of the ones that I just, I don't know. I, I Kind of the way you normally, like you said you were doing it, I looked at it and it was just like, eh, okay. But I didn't watch any trailer for it. So, truthfully... It could come around and surprise me. Who knows? So, my number one, and I think that, Nick, you're going to be bummed you didn't even mention it, and this one is going to win. I don't think there's hands down after I saw the trailer. I was like, yup. Um, Beautiful Boy. It is a biography and drama with Steve Carell as David Sheff with his son, um, who is Nick Sheff, played by... Timothy Chalamet, which if you don't know Timothy Chalamet from our show, he has been in some of the biggest screen movies so far for his career as a up-and-coming actor. He's been in a bunch of Oscar nominees, such as he was in Lady Bird, he was in um, Call Me By Your Name, and... And that's the list. Well, those are just for the Oscars, but then I was going to say he was also in Interstellar. He was in Hostels, which was a movie that came out last year that we actually weren't a huge fan of, but it was all about – it was like a new Western sort of movie, but also Hot Summer Nights um, and some other little fun tidbits too. But the whole point is he's an up-and-coming awesome actor, and this movie – you know, is about it's a, it's based on the book, but it's also based on an adapted screenplay based on the true story of his of David and Nick Chef, beautiful boy chronicles um, that are heartbreaking and inspiring experiences of survival, relapse and recovery in a family coping with addiction over many years. And it it just looks just I don't know. It just screams incredible. And I'm very excited for this movie. Yeah, that this one I saw like that teaser trailer for it, and uh, yeah. it looked really powerful. It's one of those like too like all right like you got me. I'll I'll see this movie. Great, um, you know I love the pairing of. Um, I was about to call him Michael Scott, but Steve Carell and Timothy Chalamet. I think that's uh, that's gonna be a great pairing. And again, well, another you know, quality movie that Steve Carell's gonna be in. I love that he's yep. in these like serious movies now and not comedies. But I, gotta, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Me too, and it's a whole different aspect. But the biggest thing you need to take away from this as well, as I probably could have described it as best as I could, but there's the director is, you know, he's he was born in Belgium. He's known for The Misfortunates and some other, like, foreign sort of film, it seems. But the writer, one of the writers, the screenplay, well, first you got David and Nick Chef. I mean, David and Nick Chef who wrote their own books, each their own books. David wrote Beautiful Boy. Nick Chef wrote Tweak. Um, but Luke Davies, he wrote the screenplay for this movie. If you don't know Luke, da- um, Luke Davies, he wrote Lion, which was which came out a while yeah. ago that Nick, you loved him. But it gets better than <laughs> that. So, I mean, that was up for an Oscar, uh, what would that be, two years ago now or three years? 
three years, right? Lion? What, for two Lion? Years. That came out, I want to say, end of 2016, but we saw it in, like, January 2017. So now, some of the producers, one of which is Sarah Esberg, she produced Okja. Um, she oh, produced Okja, yeah. Moonlight and Eat, Pray, Love. So she was in some bigger um, produ- production, you know, movies. Um, there was also Dee Dee Gardner, who, produ- who produced Moonlight, 12 Years a Slave, Selma, The Big Short. So again, big movies. Um, you got Jeremy Kleiner, who's a producer, also known for Moonlight, 12 Years a Slave, Selma, Big Short. So you can see where this is kind of going. The, the biggest twist in this... Uh, there was somebody, Nan Morales, who also did um, Coach Carter. You might know them for our Mike and Dave need wedding dates or father figures. So it looks like just helps in some smaller things, SpongeBob movies, some other things. But Brad Pitt helped produce this movie, which I found oh. was interesting. Um, so overall, I just think this is going to be a great, fun, just overall done movie. And really looking forward to this one. Um, and seeing where it goes with it, truthfully. I'm trying to, only thing I cannot find is the production company. Um, Amazon Studios, Big Indie Pictures, Plan B Entertainment, Starbucks, and it's being distributed by Amazon. Um, that, I mean, Amazon's produced many, many good classics, so, um, we'll see what else comes out of The recent, the recent stuff. Yeah, Amazon Studios has produced, uh, let me click on Amazon Studios real quick and see. Oh my god. You what could go they have? Oh, you need to be IMDb Pro. Oh, that's probably why. You know what? I'm not IMDb they Pro. They must have changed that. Amazon Studios, just based off the top of my head, Elvis and Nixon. Um, they also produced um, the what you call it? What was the movie? The The Big Sick. Mm-hmm. And uh, Manchester by the Sea. But anyway, Rapping. Yeah, Amazon Studios. Yeah. All right, that's your number one. I love it. Now let's just blast quick, through real quick our top five honorable mentions. Um, I'll, st- uh, I'll start first this time yeah, you because go for it. you did it last time. Just roll, roll through all of them. You can just give them a shout okay. out. They're honorable mention for a reason. We're just yeah. mentioning So them. welcome to Marwin, which you already said. I very I just couldn't put on my top ten list, but I think it's also it's worthy being up there. But I had to throw up some fan favorites of my own first. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I just, again, just a classic. I think that's going to be a fun, interesting sort of movie. Um, and Serenity was up there. Sisters Brothers comes out this week, which is a fun western. I think is going to be interesting. Um, and then the only I put Bumblebee up there. I'm excited to see that. What? Oh, boy. Because the Transformer movies have been eh, but oh. I'm just the Bumblebee origin. I'm interested in. I want to see what they do with it. Yeah. But the big one on there that I threw up that I think for visual purposes and just the way we're not used to is um the nutcracker in the four realms uh, just truthfully i think that that's going to be visually just like in your face and sometimes i love that type of movie where you're just like was it a great movie eh. it almost reminds me of you know when they redid these snow white movies but it just to me also looks very entertaining at the same point are like you, i might just you, be wild i just have to know are you punking me right now <laughs> no i i, I didn't I'll be you honest. Have I, to tell me. I did not go with these as like very like I'm serious about these. These are these need the shout outs. These are just five ones or six I think I gave that I'm just personally looking forward to going to see. Gotcha. Okay. So. 
Because nice. there's other great ones up here that I feel like you're not going to say that I'll probably have to give a shout out for because I wrote them nice. all down. But what are your five? My honorable mention is uh, more than five. Mid-90s, I just added the oath I added. Yeah, I could. And honorable mention are like I could go either way about these. Uh, yep. The Front Runner, which looks pretty good. I love, again, my historical nonfiction. Vice, uh, The Sisters Brothers, Holmes and Watson, Under the Silver Lake, and The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is going to be the uh, Ethan, uh, the Coen Brothers movie that's going to be on Netflix. So, all in all. Oh, um, it does look good. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Well, yeah, well, the only other you. ones I want to throw out there, Nick, is that I think it's gonna be fun. Is uh, Fahrenheit eleven nine when he now when Michael now um he now takes on uh Trump the administration. Have you seen this? Which one? So oh, you know Fahrenheit Fahrenheit eleven nine. Yeah, I Michael think that's Moore. gonna be. Interesting. I never saw Fahrenheit nine eleven. So um. The Grinch is coming back. Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be The Grinch. So I'm excited for that new remake. It'll be interesting. It's animated. Um, which is good because I think if they tried to remake the one Jim Carrey did, they would never be able to. But because it's animated, I think they'll be able to pull it off. Um, pull it off. They'll sorry. pull it off. Pull it, they'll off. Pull it off. And give some shout-outs to, you know, you got your classic Ralph Breaks the Internet. Kids are going to love. Families are going to love. You got your Aquaman, people are going to die about. Albeda, that kind of looks interesting. Um, that's also within this time, which is, you know, just look it up, honestly. There's not much to get into it. And I mentioned it before, but growing up, I used to I used to love Mr. Bean. And when he ever does the character for Johnny English, it really is something funny. Because all it does is make fun of James Bond the whole time. And he's just such a dork. Um... Oh, SNL just won some sort of award behind you, by the way, on um, I Oh, good for them. Yeah. So, but the only thing I did want to mention is that the fact that they're coming out with a sequel, I'll tell you, if you've ever seen the Johnny English movies, they're really funny. And so, years later for them to do it again, I'll be interested to see how that makes out. But thanks for listening to this podcast. Very long hour, you know, but put us on times three. At the end of this podcast, I should warn you that now because it makes the most sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, we got tweets at the BNR podcast. Again, tweet at us. Um, we asked what you're most looking forward to for movies this fall. We got one response. It's uh, Becca Szymanski. She said Venom and Halloween. So uh, kind of sticking with that like kind of like goth Halloween theme. Um, yeah. I mean, look, Venom is probably going to be like a very much popcorn movie. Ah, it, yeah. it, to me, like, I could care less about, like... Uh, You're just going to walk out and be like, okay. Yeah, like, whatever. You know what I mean? Impressive. Um, I've seen yeah, the trailer I, way too many times. Have, now, the only other thing I want to mention before we get off, because while we're talking about those type of things, did you see that the new still that they released of... Um, I never say his name right, but Joaquin Phoenix... Oh, Joaquin Wa- Phoenix. Joaquin, I knew it was. Joaquin Phoenix as the uh, the Joker. I Have heard I heard about it. I didn't look at the still. Look it up. Okay. Look it up. I'm Live reaction. Live reaction of me looking at uh, him on the set of the new Joker movie, where it's uh, based off the plot line, The Killing Joke, where the Joker is just this regular dude who's a uh, failed comedian who goes from failed comedian to uh, the Joker, and uh, it's a famous plot line for comic book fans. Um, and uh, let me see. Let me see the first picture. Uh, oh. Okay. It's 
okay. It's just a picture of uh, Joaquin Phoenix looking kind of yeah. old with just, like that long kind of like hair, yeah. I think it's interesting because it's so realistic, and they're not going to show the crazy side of him until you go see the movie is my guess. Yes, I think, I'm, I'm, I, yeah. I, I think I'm in on this movie just based off kind of like how his outfit is in this one. It's not it just It's just your average. Comic yeah. Nope, it's not. It's just him. And I think that he's so tapped, it's going to be fun. It's going to be weird. I think this movie is going to be weird. Todd Phillips makes uh, fun movies. Well, so, quick, off the top of your head, what's your favorite Todd Phillips movie? Who's Todd Phillips? <laughs> he directed The Hangover. He directed uh, Old School. Um, I mean, well, I couldn't give it off your top of your head if I don't know him, but let me look him up real quick. Um, uh, oh, I remember pr- him. Yeah, he's, Prob- he's also a cameo in those movies, too. Yeah, I mean, of all time. Oh, my God, he did Dude, he, War he, Dogs. He, Holy yeah, crap. Yeah, Boyle. It's, he's your favorite director, basically, that you didn't realize directed all your favorite movies. Um, I would totally have to say, though, old school. Old school, okay. So for those of you who uh, don't know, so he made um, – he was the guy in the 2000s that was, aside from, like, the Judd Apatows and, like, the Adam McKay's, was making the comedies that um, people, like, loved until they got tired by him. And he directed Road Trip, Old School, Starsky and Hutch, School for Scoundrels, which was trash, The Hangover, which was probably arguably his biggest R-rated hit, Due Date, Hangover Part 2, Part 3, War Dogs – and he's now doing Joker. So I like him. He's got a twisted sense of humor, but I like this guy. He definitely has made like boatload of cash. But that could be career. good. You know, the fact that he has that humor in it could be good to show, you know. In a movie like this? I, yeah. I agree. I think this has to be a dark humor movie. I mean, we're going on. This, mo- this, po- this podcast has gone on for quite some time. Uh, but just based off that prediction still alone of joker it's supposed to be released october 4th 2019 put that on my list of uh movies i'm looking forward to next year yeah 100 percent. next year is going to be very good in my opinion for movies there's a lot coming out big blockbusters it's going to be a game changer but thanks and for- i'll just be a contrarian and say it's not going to be good next year for movies oh, you're I'm wrong. more of a 2020 guy you got nah, i'm on to 2020 yeah you got some movies coming but anyways thanks for listening Adel Boyle 92 follow nick Boyle. At Rojo36 on Twitter. Oh, sorry. Were we going to say it? Nope. Yeah, I was. It's okay. I'll forgive Sorry. You. you can say it. You can follow Nick Rojas at Ro- <laughs> Rojo36. Um, Thank you, brother. You're welcome. And then follow us at the BNR Podcast on Twitter. And tweet us your That's questions. Right. And stay yeah. tuned. Um, coming up for our next movie which we honestly don't even know yet what we're going to be doing next but it'll be interesting nonetheless and we're due for another dual redundancy podcast with them soon too to catch up and see how they ended up doing on their fantasy because i truthfully haven't listened to them over the past week or two so i don't know if they've done the results or not well it's a big night for them because it's the emmys so they're uh they're locked in on that but definitely give them a listen shout out to them yeah and thanks for listening, guys. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time. Boop, 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 boop.